Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. This morning we are remembering the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says that in the beginning the earth was without form and void. And God said, and then, and the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the earth. And God said, and set in motion the process to create the earth. And everything good that we see in it. It was chaotic. It was void. There was darkness. But when God spoke and the Spirit of God took over, the whole earth was transformed. On the day of Pentecost, the, Jesus, the, the disciples were in the upper room. Jesus had left, and they thought that was the end. Everybody thought that was the end. We've crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. He was raised from the dead, but now he's gone. But all of a sudden, they heard a loud sound like the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and that was the beginning of the church that was born. Maybe today in your life, the devil has told you it's all over. Maybe there is chaos in your life maybe he has told you nothing good will come out of your life but as we remember the outpouring of the holy spirit i have come to announce to you by the word of the living god that it's not over i said it's not over i said it's not over I said it's not over. The Holy Spirit is taking over your life. He's taking over your family. He's taking over your health. He's taking every aspect of your life. And by the end of this service, I see God transforming your life. And by the end of this season, I see God ushering you into a new season. If you believe that, say amen. amen. If you believe that, say amen. amen. If you believe that, say amen. amen. If you are online, welcome, share this with somebody and welcome them to this session. It's going to be an awesome time. God is not dead. No, we don't serve a dead God. We serve a living God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I see him transforming your life. I believe that so strongly today. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. We give God praise and we give God glory. It's not over till God says it's over. In Joel chapter 2, thank you Lord. Joel 2, 21, thank you Lord Jesus. He says, glory be to the name of the Lord. One of the things the Holy Spirit is doing, he says, fear not. O land, be glad and rejoice for the Lord has done marvelous things the holy spirit is the one that does marvelous things then he goes on to say in verse 23 be glad then you children of zion and rejoice in the lord your god for he has given you the former rain faithfully and he will cause the rain to come down for you the former rain and the latter rain in the first month he is pouring out his rain in these latter days and then he goes on to say also my lord verse 26 you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the lord your god who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame 
then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. One of the things the Holy Spirit does when he comes is to wipe away shame from our lives. So today, if there is any trace of shame in your life, I pray as we remember the coming of the Holy Spirit, may he wipe every trace of shame in your life in Jesus' name. I said, may he wipe every trace of shame in your life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So what, what, does, what does the coming of the Holy Spirit mean to us now? It's very important. In Acts chapter 19, we just, we just saw that some people had been Christians for a while and they haven't heard about the Holy Spirit. So their question was, oh, what, I mean, what is this Holy Spirit business about? When the Apostle Paul opened up the Bible to them, they were ready to receive. And I pray in the name of Jesus, as we go through the Word of God, may you encounter the power of the Holy Spirit. May you encounter the love of God. If you believe that, say amen. One of the things he's come to do, let's turn our Bibles to John. John, the John. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Chapter 16. John chapter 16 from verse 4 the Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes thank you Lord Jesus he says but these things I've told you that time that, that when the time comes you may remember that I told you of them and these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. Prior to that, in chapter 15, verse 26, he says, But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and he will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. He says that when he comes, he will bring into our remembrance. Notice again in John in John thank you lord jesus he says that when he comes he will bring to our remembrance the things that jesus christ said to us before he left and it's very important because jesus christ is is getting ready to go and the majority of his teachings before he left from john 14 15 16 focuses on the holy spirit so it's very important for us to know because Without him, there is nothing that we can do. And so he comes to remind us of the things that Jesus Christ said to us. He comes to remind us of the things that have been made available to us. It says, he says in John chapter 16, verse, verse 7, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for I do, I do not go away. The helper will not come to you, but if I depart... I will send him to you. I pray we will receive his ministry in our lives. He is he's so important, you cannot do it without him. Jesus had been walking on the earth for 30 years. And everybody knew him as the, as the, as the son of Mary, as the, as the son of Joseph, also the carpenter's son. 
And that was his trade. That was his business. And we do not hear about him in doing any mighty works. Bible scholars call it the silent years. From the age of 12 that he appeared in the, te in the temple and talked with those lawyers. That we don't hear about him till the age of approximately 30. When the spirit of God drove him into the wilderness. And as he began to fast and to pray. The Bible says that he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. And his fame spread abroad he did not begin his ministry till the holy spirit had come on him jesus when he was about to leave told his disciples in act in act chapter one that look don't get caught there is no way you can fulfill the ministry that i am sending you so wait and tarry in jerusalem for the endowment of power for the holy spirit to come upon you and when he comes on you or comes upon you you'll be witnesses of me in jerusalem samaria judea and on to the end of the earth he's the custodian of the plan of god for our lives so what makes you and I think that we can fulfill the plan of God for our lives without the Holy Spirit? It's not going to happen. And so I pray in the name of Jesus, may you receive his hand on your life today to fulfill all that he has planned for your life. To fulfill all that he has called you to be. He, the Holy Spirit was there when you were formed in your mother's home. He has the plan. He has the plan. And the only way you can fulfill anything can be a businessman, you can be a student, you can be he, he is the only one that can make you what God created you to be. You see, sometimes you may be going through a, a difficult season. You may be going through a difficult time. You may be going through seasons of your life. And all of a sudden, notice what he said about him in John chapter 14. John chapter 14 verse 26. He says, thank you Lord. He says, but the helper. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. One, he comes to remind us. He comes to remind us. What are some of the things that he reminds us of? Maybe you may be you may be feeling lonely today. Maybe you may be feeling down today. Like Joseph, you may have been betrayed. He encouraged himself and throughout the different seasons of his life, he refused to let go of God. No matter the season of life that you may you are in, may God remind you of someone like Joseph and may you be able to stand in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How could Joseph have made it with all the temptations in the world, a young man, a young lady, or whoever you are, how can you keep your way pure? It takes the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that empowered Joseph. So you will bring those things to your remembrance. He reminds you, remind you that remember when Joseph was faced with a temptation, what did he do? He ran. You also faced with a temptation, run as quick as you can. <laughs> What are the, some of the things that he reminds us of? He reminds us somebody, so, so somebody like Esther. Esther was an orphan girl. And, uh, and Mordecai, the uncle, was taking care of, of Esther. But no, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. 
she laid even though she was destitute even though she was forsaken no father no mother she looked up to God and as she did God used her to deliver a whole nation you may say I don't have anybody that's why Jesus Christ said I will not leave you as orphans I will not leave you destitute I have sent a comforter I have sent a helper you are not alone the Holy Spirit is right there with you if you believe in God and even if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ he's right there around you and leading you to the Lord you are never alone I have come to assure you by the word of the living God the same God that took the life of Esther and transformed transformed her life around and use her as a deliverer I see God taking your life and using it to deliver others if you believe it say amen what are some of the things he reminds us of? He reminds us of somebody like Job. Job was so discouraged. He lost everything in a day. Maybe he was a businessman. The Bible says that God had blessed him and made him the, the worthiest, the blessed, the worthiest man of his day in the, in the east. In a matter of a few days, everything had be, had, was wiped out. Maybe your business has been wiped out. He was discouraged, boils, different different skin diseases on him but in the midst of it all he said this i will wait for my appointed time till my change comes i will wait on my god even though i may not understand everything that is going on i will not let go of my god so you may be feeling discouraged because you have lost everything you are at the you are rock bottom and you have lost everything your business your finances your job whatever you may have lost I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God we serve a God who can restore and I pray in the mighty name of Jesus he said in Joel that the Holy Spirit when he comes he will restore to you the year that the palmer worm the canker worm and the locusts have eaten I pray in Jesus name whatever you may have lost your health in Jesus name as we talk about the Holy Spirit and remind ourselves of his coming he is a restorer may he restore you in Jesus name I said may he restore you in Jesus name I said may he restore you in Jesus name if you believe that say amen, amen. Jonah went one way when God led him the other way and in the midst of the belly of the fish he remembered his God maybe you have been running away from God you can always come back to God and as you come back to God he will restore you I see him restoring you in Jesus name he reminds us sometimes you are going through you are going through a circumstance and and you need the right word to remember to be able to overcome Oh, my Lord, he will bring that scripture to your mind and remind you. And all of a sudden, you know which way to go. You know which way to turn. I pray if you are stuck in a hard place, may God show you the way out. I said, may God show you the way out. How forcible a right word. The right word to you makes all the difference. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Two. What is the Holy Spirit doing for us now? What is his role? Thank you, Lord Jesus. He comes to us as an intercessor and helps us to pray. 
Thank you, Lord. Even, bef even before that, the word that, that, he, that is translate translated, helper, in John chapter 14, verse 26, notice this, his comforting ministry is available to us. If you are feeling down, he comes to comfort us as well. I like how he puts it in the, amplifi in the, amplifi in the amplified version in John, in John chapter 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John chapter 14, the classic amplified. He says this, thank you, Lord. There are so many things that he's doing for us, and I pray we'll take full advantage of, it, of, it, of, of him in this season. John chapter 14, verse 26, he says, But the comforter, I like that. Counselor, helper, the amplified mm, mm, amplifies Intercessor, notice that phrase, intercessor, he's our intercessor. Our advocate, strengthener. And if you need anything else, he is a standby. Hallelujah. If you need anything else, he is a standby. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. A strengthener. A standby, a counselor, a helper, an advocate, the Holy Spirit. He intercedes for us and he helps us to rem remember. One time a missionary went to, went to Russia and he said these people at the time had very little, they didn't have a lot of Bibles, but he was surprised as to the level of knowledge of the scriptures and how much scriptures they could quote even though they didn't have the physical Bible. The Holy Spirit was reminding them of the word of God. May he bring to your remembrance the right word that you need for today. In Jesus' mighty name. He intercedes for us. Notice again in the classic Amplified Bible in Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Let's see his role as intercessor. Thank you Lord Jesus. His role as intercessor. Thank you Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. He says, so too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. I love this. And bears us up in our weaknesses. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it wordly as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the heart of man knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. He comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. We do not know. He's not going to do your prayer for you. Don't make that mistake. You are the one doing the praying. <laughs> you are the one that has to have a consistent prayer life. But so many times in situations, things come up and you don't know how to pray. Lord, how do I pray about this? Sometimes I want to pray for people and I don't know how to pray about this. So I'll say, Lord, 
He comes to our aid. You have blessed me and given me the ability to pray in other tongues. And I know that when I'm praying in another tongue, I am praying divine secrets. I am praying hidden secrets. Notice what he says. We'll come back to this verse. In 1 Corinthians, thank you Lord Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. For he says, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to man but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning because the, in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. So when I pray in an unknown tongue, the Holy Spirit no, the verse that the verse in Romans, this is this is this is important. Romans chapter 8, go back there again. He says he makes intercession for us, he makes it and pleads in our, our behalf, but the spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. That's what he's talking about in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. The Greek literally says, he prays for us in groanings too deep that with words that we cannot utter in our articulate speech. So there is something going on. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to pray. But the Holy Spirit knows best how to present our crude petition. He says he pleads for God in behalf of the saint according to and in harmony with God's will. He knows the will of God in every particular situation. So as I'm praying, the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God. And takes my prayer and your prayer and presents it before God. According to God's perfect will. So I, I tell him, I don't know how to pray about this. Lord, help me to pray. One time, a pastor, a pastor and his wife were, were sleeping. And at dawn, his wife got a feel. If the Holy Spirit woke her up, how, how do you know what to pray when the Holy Spirit all of a sudden wakes you up? And she said, Lord, what is it? And she began to pray in other tongues. And as she began to pray, I mean, she was groaning, like the Bible says here. So the husband said, what's going on? The husband had ministered on a Sunday, a, a number of services, so he was resting. And so, but she was kept groaning and groaning and groaning and groaning. And she said, because of that, the husband woke up. He couldn't sleep. Then he said, let's do this. It was summertime, and some families were traveling. So he said, maybe it's for some people that are out of town, and we need to pray for them. So let's pray that the Holy Spirit will help us pray over them, that they will all come back, all come back safely. They prayed for a little bit, and then the husband fell asleep again. And she said, no, this, that's not it. Somebody's life, some way, somehow, I sense in my spirit that somebody's life is in danger. Somebody, we are talking about the Holy Spirit as our intercessor. Somebody's life is in danger. So they began to pray again. When they prayed, you see, when you get those things, pray till you have a note of victory. 
And they hit up on this idea and they said, Lord, we pray that whoever it is whose life is in danger, if they are asleep, give them a dream or a of their way, give them a vision so that, that their lives can be spared. And she had peace about it and they went to sleep. In the, in the same day, one of them went to work. And when they went to work, they were, they were working in this, in this oil, oil field, and he had to go up on a shaft. When he got there, the supervisor said, it's your turn, you need to go up to all, all the way to the top so that you can go take care of this job. And he said, no, I'm not going to do it. At 4 a.m. this morning, I had a dream. No, it wasn't his turn. I had a dream. Somebody else was supposed to go, but that person did not show up. So the supervisor said, go up. He said, no, I'm not going to go. I had this dream that so-so and so was supposed to show up, and they didn't show up, and you asked me to go up, and when I went up, rope that was holding whatever they used to go up, broke. And I, I, I saw, and, and that was for him, that was the end of the dream, that no, I'm not, I'm not going to go up. Somebody else was standing by and said, I'm not superstitious. I'm going to go up. And he went, they went up. And as soon as they went up, the thing holding, the, 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 the cord holding that thing broke. And the crane came along and cut their head off, unfortunately. You see, you cannot take these things lightly. Because sometimes it's a life and death situation. Somebody had prayed, and when they checked the time, it was that same 4 a.m. is when they had that note of victory that God and prayed that Lord, whoever it is, give them a dream. They didn't know what it is. But they, because they had prayed, and because this person was also sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to ignore what I saw when I was sleeping. I saw it, and I'm going to have, and through that, his life was spared. The other person said, I'm not superstitious. See, we can, these are ten things we can play lightly with. He, come, he we comes to our aid when we do not know how to pray. That's, that's the value of praying at a time. You pray hidden secrets, divine secrets to the Lord. One time on Wednesday, we came here, we, we came here at church and we were praying. She said, we cannot take these things for granted. Lightly. We were praying and, and the Holy Spirit led me and he said, pray against suicide. Pray against suicide. Pray against suicide. Pray against suicide. And we all, we didn't know who it was. We began to pray in another tongues. We prayed and we had this note that it was done. The very next day, a couple of days later, one, one, some, one of us went to work and somebody showed up. And he said, why weren't you at work uh, um, the, this, this other day? He said, on that day, I felt so depressed. I felt so down. I was actually complete, contemplating con, 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 committing suicide. What happened? Somebody, we had prayed. Prayer had gone ahead. You, you, you see, we, when you get those edges to pray, when you get that edge to pray, don't take it lightly. Even if you're on the job, uh, if you have to, uh, whatever you have to do, you're at home, wherever you may be, that when he leads us to pray, you don't know, you may not know. I don't know all the, all the Christians in the earth, 
but through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can partner with him in this great ministry of intercession. I pray may we partner with him in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said may, he partner, may we partner with him in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Three, we have to recognize and believe that he lives and he lives in us and he indwells us. He lives in us. Jesus said, I'm not leaving you comfortless. I am someday sending somebody else to take my place. In John chapter 14, thank you, Lord. John chapter 14, verse 17, thank you, Lord. He says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, notice this, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. He dwells with you. When, the whole, when Jesus was with them, the Holy Spirit was with them. He technically wasn't indwelling them. But on the day of Pentecost, my Lord and my God, he came and he indwells us. You see, somebody he can be indwelling in you, and you can you may not take advantage of, 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 of him. What is the purpose of he coming to indwell you? Is he just a hitchhiker for you to just ride through life with? No, 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 no. He comes to indwell us to help us. Notice what the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. We all need help. I need help, you need help. The Bible says that, do you not know that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? Where is he if you are a Christian, if you have, if you have God, if, if you are a child of God, where, where does he dwell? Where does he dwell? Where does he dwell? In the Old Testament, it was he dwelled in the holies of holies. And that place, only the priests could go very carefully once a year. And he had to be very conscious. They put, I mean, sounds on him. To, and every now and then they would check to make sure that he was alive. And he hadn't died. The, the presence of God was shut up in the, in the holies of holies. The priest could only go there once a year. But thanks be to God, today his presence indwells us. He lives in us. No wonder the apostle Paul says we are living epistles. He says in Galatians 2.20 that the life that I now live, Jesus is living in me. And I pray in the mighty name. You see, don't just stop at Pentecost. Go a step further. And my prayer is you will pray and tell the Lord and say, Lord, take me over completely and live the life that Jesus would have lived if he was alive in the earth. Take my hands, my feet, every aspect of my life. Is, your mission is to draw others to you, Lord. I am your living temple. When people see me, may they see the Lord Jesus Christ. May when I speak, when may I speak as the oracles of God. May you take my mouth and use it for your glory. May you take my hands and use it for your glory. May you take my feet and use it for your glory. Take me over completely the same way you took over the life of the Lord Jesus Christ and use it for your glory. Take my life and use it for your glory. My Lord and my God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19. He indwells us. 
Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have from God and you are not your own. You don't belong to yourself. You are God's property. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Thank you Lord. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 16. He says this, glory be to the name of the Lord. Receive his ministry in your life. He says, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the dead God. No, you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people hallelujah i will dwell in them and walk among them i will be their god and they shall be my people if you're watching on tv you are watching online wherever you may be the question is is he your god can you confidently say that he is your god can you confidently say that he is your God? Or is somebody else your God? Or something else your God? Has something else taken the place of God? I will be your God. And if he is your God, if he is your helper, no matter the circumstance of life, I see him helping you. Amen. I will dwell in them. The indwelling fact. Is something that you are in the hardest places of life. Focus on the fact that he indwells you and he is with you. For him, we said when he comes, he will guide us. John chapter 16, verse 13. John chapter 16, verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. When the spirit of truth has come, notice this phrase, he will guide. He will guide. He will guide. He will guide. It's sort of, it's sort of like a traveler. It, the, the Greek word there is Hodgegos. He's like a, tra a, a traveling guide or a tourist guide. You don't know what is ahead of you three months, six months, a year from now. Uh, if he was writing right now, you, you tell like he's like, like, like a GPS. You, you need to get from point A to B in your life for the plan of God that he has for your life. And, but you don't know the way. But thank God the Holy Spirit knows. May you yield to the, his guidance. You see, in, in, the old, in, in the Old Testament, in Exodus chapter 13, Exodus 13, thank you, Lord Jesus. Exodus 13, 21, he, sa he said to them, The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night before, from before the people. The wilderness was a vast place. 
They didn't know which, they didn't know which way to go. So the, the Lord led them himself. And when that cloud and that fire stayed, they stayed. When that cloud and that fire moved, they moved. We need that in our lives. If you're a businessman, if you're, if you're, if you're a student, sometimes you bring to your remembrance the very things that you need. Every step of the way, we need to be led and guided by the Lord. How does he lead us? He leads us through the word of God. Sometimes you may be reading a scripture and then he will quicken you and you will know which way to go. He leads us also primarily through the inner witness. In Romans chapter 8 verse 14, he says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. It's our right. It's part of our redemptive package to be led by the Lord. Verse 16, the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. That inner witness is how he leads us. You will know, you will get a check in your spirit. Do this, don't do that. How do you know you are saved? How do you know you are a child of God? You just know. That's the witness that he's talking about. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. May you be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. I said, may you be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. One time, a certain man was in a restaurant with his family. And, he, and as soon as they got there, the meal had been served. They prayed over it and they were ready to eat. And all of a sudden, he got an edge that he needed to go home. And sometimes when we get those edges, when we get those prompts, we ignore it to our own peril. It didn't make sense. We, I mean, we are getting ready to eat here. Food has been served. We are ready to eat. But thank God, he obeyed that edge. The Holy Spirit was leading and guiding. As soon as they got home, as soon as they got home, their gas heater or some appliance in the home exploded and they were right there to put out the fire. And they called out the fire department. But what if he had not listened? What if he had not listened? It could have been a worse situation. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. May we, lead him, may we yield to his guidance. And as he leads us and help us navigate through life. May we yield to him. Thank you Lord Jesus. Five. He gives us the revelation and the understanding of the word of God. He reveals. John chapter 16. John chapter 16 verse 13. Why? Where did the time go? John 16 verse 13. He says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. This, this Bible is very big. You don't, you, sometimes you read it and like, wow, I don't understand this portion of the Bible. Lord, Holy Spirit, he's right there to help you understand the word of God. And he also sets us, some of us, in place, in offices, ministry offices, to help the body of Christ with understanding. One time in, Romans chapter eight, in Acts chapter 8, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 8. As I'm teaching this morning, you are, you are getting understanding, aren't you? You are getting understanding. Acts chapter 8, verse 29. Philip had finished this citywide campaign in Samaria, and the Spirit said to him, notice this, 
Acts 8.29. Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. There was an Ethiopian Enoch who was returning, verse 28, was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Verse 30 says, So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? You can read the Bible without understanding. He wanted to be, he needed to be saved. And that's the question. Do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand what you are reading? When you, the understanding and the Holy Spirit as a, as a revealer reveals the word of God to you, you know what to do. Notice what he said. He said, and he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before each shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation his justice was taken away. And who would declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. So the Enoch asked Philip and said, I ask you of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth. And beginning at the scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the Enoch said, see here is water, what hinders me from being baptized. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. He was reading, no understanding. And he didn't get saved. To Philip through the ministry of the Holy Spirit opened his understanding that's what you need and when the light and the revelation of god's word comes you are ready to sign he says in isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 arise and shine for your light has come you start shining when you have understanding of the word of god i see you shining in the name of the lord jesus I said, I see you shining in the name of the Lord Jesus. The revelation and the understanding of the word of God. And then five, finally, he comes. He says in Acts 1, 7, he says, when he comes, you will receive power. Everybody say power. Say power. Say power. Say power. Say power. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Power to be witnesses. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, sometimes power is flowing and you don't know it. I was in a service one time, and, 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 and we were just asked to pray for each other, so I, we, I lay, lay my hands on this person, and we, I, all I did was pray, pray in other tongues. And when we finished praying, thank God, we just yield ourselves to him, and he uses us for his glory. This woman said, my stomach has been hurting all week. And you laid your hands on me and prayed. The stomach pain went away to the glory of God. Power was flowing, and I wasn't conscious of power. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power. Power to be witnesses. 
how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and power. When he comes, the anointing destroys yokes. In Isaiah 10, 27, he says, The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I sense his presence here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One time, when I was in the Philippines, we were praying and we, we, we anointed this. You see, the anointing empowers us to serve God. He says, when the power comes, we are empowered to serve as witnesses. We laid hands, I laid, we laid hands on this woman and she said, when, you laid, when the hands were laid on me and I was anointed with oil, I, 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 I sensed the Holy Spirit coming on me. And she took that anointing, went into her village, and she said, by that empowerment, I was able to start. I was able to lead the ladies' Bible study and the ladies' Bible group. When he comes, he gives us power for service. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice this in First Samuel, as we get ready for the anointing service this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. First Samuel chapter 16. First Samuel 16, verse 13. He says this, thank you, Lord Jesus. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. From, from that day forward. So someone arose and went to Ramah. He anointed him with oil. The Spirit of God came upon him from that day forward. Oil and the Spirit. He anointed him with oil, but from that day forward, David was ushered into the next plan, the next phase of the plan of God for his life. Right after, right after that anointing, we see Saul calling him to come and minister under the anointing of the psalmist. And when he was distressed by an, by an evil spirit, when he played, Saul was delivered. You may be hiding somewhere, no matter where you are. Your gift and your talent that, that God has placed in you, by the anointing, you will be sent for. Amen. I said by the anointing, you will be sent for. I said by the anointing, you will be sent for. I said by the anointing, you will be sent for. By that anointing, the very next chapter, we see David facing Goliath. And bringing Goliath down. Even as you are anointed this morning. Anything in your life that has defeated to refuse to come down. This morning it is coming down in the mighty name of Jesus. Any battle you are faced with. Any mountain in your way that refuses to move. By this anointing it is coming down in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In your business. In your health. In your family. I see that Goliath. I see that mountain by this anointing coming down. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mark chapter 6, verse 7. 
Mark 6, verse 7. There is something about the anointing oil. He says, and he called 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and give them power over unclean spirit. It doesn't say he gave them anointing oil or oil. Verse 12, so they went out and preached that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Sometimes you, we call Thomas doubting Thomas. Don't laugh at him because sometimes you doubt worse than him. <laughs> but if Jesus calls these people and says, I've given you power, I can see Thomas saying, show me the power. Where is the power? I don't see any power and I don't feel any power here. <laughs> but they went out, cast many demons, and anoint. He said, they sent them out with power over unclean spirit. They went out and anointed with oil many who were sick and he healed them. Remember, the spirit, he anointed David with oil. The spirit of God came upon him. He gave them power. They went and anointed with oil. As you are anointed with, with oil this morning, every harassment of the enemy on your mind comes to an end. Every power of the enemy that is harassing you comes to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus. And every sickness is healed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. James chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. James chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 14 says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Notice this. And the prayer of faith will save or heal the sick and the Lord will raise him up. The same Holy Spirit that empowered the disciples to go forth in power. There's just a twofold application here. If you are under any, any yoke, the anointing will destroy that yoke. The Spirit of God will destroy that yoke. And then also, He empowers us in our service for the Lord. Are you hungry for God? I am hungry for God. I want to go all out with God. I want to uh, walk in all that he has ordained for my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Are you hungry for the spirit of God to take over your life? And for him to help you fulfill your glorious destiny in Christ Jesus. He's, he's eager to do it. And I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. So as we get ready for the anointed service. Those here, you have, you have a cloth that is soaked in oil. It's been prayed over. And if you are at home, grab some, some, whatever oil you have. We'll pray over it. One time, one, someone, one of us took the, 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 those pouches home. And he said that their child was playing and was complaining of pain or swell or something like that. And, and he took one of those cloths and applied it over, over it. And not long after... The child returned and said that pain or that swelling had gone down. There is power. The Holy Spirit hasn't lost any, any of his power. So in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we give you the praise and the glory. Pray. Let's pray a little bit. Please pray and talk to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you are online, watching on TV, wherever you may be, 
Thank you, Lord. The Spirit of the Lord, the God is a good God. He said the Holy Spirit, anyone, it, 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 it belongs to the children of God. You must be willing to yield your life for the Holy Spirit to do all these things that we talked about here. You must be willing to lay down your life at the feet of the Master. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take that pouch. Take that anointing oil. Father, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. As we remember the coming of the Holy Spirit, may he empower us afresh. And as we are anointed today, put it on your head. Put the oil on your pillow pouch on your head. The same one who Jesus who saves is the same Jesus who heals. He's the one that can break that addiction. He's the one that can heal you of that sickness, that disease. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. If you're online, touch your family with it. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Now I'm going to pray. Actually, I'm going to lead us to pray together. Let's all say this. Say thank you, Lord. For your mighty Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. That you said, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Because of the anointing oil. Every yoke of sickness, may it be destroyed right now. By your spirit. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet, I receive wholeness. And empower me, Lord, in my service to you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Give him the praise and the glory in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, receive your wholeness. Receive your wholeness in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And in Luke chapter 11, oh, I see God doing miracles right now and in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 13, he says, If you then being evil know how to good, give good gift to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began. You don't begin to are filled with the Holy Spirit. To speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh, I know what that utterance has made, the difference it has made in my life. If you are willing to be filled with the Holy Spirit on this day of Pentecost, as we remember, and to receive your heavenly prayer language, wherever you may be, lift up your hands to the Lord and say, Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that you are a good father. And you said, when I ask for the Holy Spirit, you will give him to me. So today, 
I ask for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And give me my prayer language. My heavenly prayer language. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And lift up your hands and begin to praise the Lord. And as you lift up your hands, begin to speak the utterance that he gives to you. Don't be concerned about how it sounds. Lift up your voice and give him the praise. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Begin to praise him as he gives you utterance. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we were all filled and began to speak as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. In the name of the Lord Jesus, speak as he gives you utterance. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, he's all over you right now. He's all over you right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, your life will not be the same after today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. He baptized you. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. May that fire burn every tough in your life. May that fire burn every tough in your life. Thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your voice and give him the praise. What an awesome time we've had in his presence today. Oh, my Lord and my God, I sense his presence. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, give him the praise. Give him the glory. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And Lord, I pray for each and every one of us. May this just be the beginning of your work in our lives. May you remind us. May you teach us. May you comfort us. May you guide us all throughout this week in the name of Jesus. And may we return with a testimony. May we return with a testimony. May we return with a testimony. In Jesus' mighty name. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine on you. And give you his peace. His shalom. You are blessed and you are a blessing. This week will be a good week. This week will be a most fruitful week. God will use you to witness to somebody about Jesus. And lead others to the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For your mighty Holy Spirit. Mighty Holy Spirit. Help, us, Lord, Help us, Lord. To cooperate with him. In Jesus' name. Amen. He says he's sending us the Holy Spirit. Another of the same kind. If Jesus was living with you, even before we go, just leave with this thought. If he was living with you, would you get up in the morning and not say anything to him and have breakfast and just say, Jesus, you know, today's a busy day. I will see you later. I'll talk to you later. Then you go to work and come back and he's still there right there with you. Or he's with you all throughout the day at work. You don't say anything to him. You get back home and you say, Jesus, today has been very busy. I'm just going to take off my shoes, make some popcorn, have dinner, watch TV, and by the time you get to the end of the day, you say, Jesus, you know, it's been a busy day. I, I forgot about you today. I didn't even say anything to you. I'll catch up with you in the morning. And then you keep that cycle. That's what we do with the Holy Spirit sometimes. He's here with us all the time. 
and we've neglected him. May you not neglect him. Yes. May you walk in close fellowship with him. Yes. In Jesus' name. Well, have a blessed week. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.